0: Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today, filling in for Jeff Harding, who is actually training a group of key volunteers for the Huntsman World Senior Games right now, is my good friend, Lil <laughs> Baron.
1: Yes, Mr. Lil. Kyle Case.
0: How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm
1: great. How are good. you? I'm
0: doing really good. The games are close.
1: I know. I'm so scared. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's exciting, right? It is yeah. so exciting.
0: But so many logistics and so many details. Oh, and I had no idea. We've been working hard at it. <laughs> and uh, it looks like, really, from from every angle, it looks like it's just going to be a fantastic year. Great, Absolutely. Great number of athletes. The logistics are coming together. The venues are on, on uh the schedule and just it's just going to be good. It's going to be my sponsors are incredible. Yeah, Lil <laughs> is our director of sponsor relations, and so she gets a chance to reach out to those who really yeah. help make the event happen uh, yeah. from a, a financial support standpoint. And it's going to be great, it's it is be awesome.
1: I'm so excited! Yeah, so.
0: yeah, good stuff. So, Lil, you, you know, on the show, we always do a little introduction and we try to talk about some kind of a relevant uh, health and wellness I- issue or, mm-hmm. or item, a topic. Uh, one that we regularly kind of focus on is the importance of sleep. Oh. <laughs> and it's it's so important. It's so important. Yeah, especially during this time of year for, <laughs> for us who are working on the games. But I found this intro, I found this article, I, I thought of you because I know you haven't been feeling great. <laughs> The last no, little I while, haven't. and unfortunately, that has led to some poor sleep.
1: Yes, it and has. <laughs> so, so today
0: I want to talk a little bit about sleep deprivation. Oh, great! Does that sound okay? <laughs> yes, and maybe we'll learn something here. Yes, and I can <laughs> sleep well tonight. <laughs> I, oh, I hope. I well, hope. I'm not sure if this will lead to better sleep or not, but I, I hope that it might. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that becoming sleep deprived, as they call it, is is really pretty easy. One in five Americans fits that bill at any given time. So a a lot of us are sleep deprived and really all it takes is just one bad night of sleep and then all (laughs) of a sudden you're sleep deprived, right? Uh, So it really can happen to any of us and it can happen for a lot of different reasons. Uh, The experts say that most people need to sleep between seven and nine hours a night. That's according to Dr. Rizan Hajal who is a sleep specialist with the Sioux Falls Sleep Center. But the thing is, is that it's not just the time that we spend asleep; It's also the quality of the sleep as well. For example, you can get eight hours of sleep, but still be sleep deprived if you don't fall into that restorative REM sleep that we hear about uh, because of some kind of a disorder, maybe sleep apnea or something else like that. So you can, you can be in bed and sleeping, but really not get that uh, full benefit of a good night's sleep. Some of the signs, Lil, that might tell you that you're sleep-deprived, you you might recognize a few of these. Uh, one of them is that you feel like you have to catch up on sleep during the weekend. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an indicator yeah. that maybe you're sleep-deprived. Uh, experts say that you should naturally wake up at about the same time, uh, even on Saturdays and Sundays, without an alarm clock. If you don't, you're probably sleep-deprived. So there's a warning sign for you. Uh, another one, another warning sign. Uh, is that you conk out within five minutes of going to bed. Oh. Does that ever happen to you?
1: Every night. Every <laughs> night,
0: yeah. So a lot of people think it's a good thing to fall asleep quickly, um, but the fact of the matter is is that it, it probably means, or it could be an indicator that you're just not getting enough sleep. And uh, then another thing is falling asleep during the day. That's another oh. bad sign that you may be sleep-deprived. Did you hear me yesterday or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to confirm or deny this, the sound of snoring from your office. No. Um, unfortunately, sleep deprivation uh, does more than just kind of dial up your need for yeah. a good caffeinated beverage. Uh, the effects of sleep deprivation can be subtle. Your productivity oftentimes will go down. You can easily become short with people, even people that you don't don't mean to be short with. <laughs> that you uh, love. That those you kind love, of, yeah, those kind of people. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes it leads to memory problems. You can't remember things. And if it happens for months on end, which you know some of us are, are struggling with that, it can also lead to anxiety and depression. So Ooh, there's some real things wow. there. Also, we've talked on the show a number of times about how the brain cleanses itself during REM sleep. Yeah. And so if we're not getting that sleep, you know, there's there's those health uh, detriments. Also, sleep deprivation is linked to other things, including heart disease, obesity, diabetes. It can also increase the risk of stroke. So sleep's important.
1: Wow. We need to get
0: some sleep. Well, so what's the difference between REM and deep sleep? So I, I think they're, I mean, I'm not a sleep expert, but I think that <laughs> when people say deep sleep, that they're talking about REM sleep. Okay. Okay. Uh, REM is the random, random eye movement. That means that you're you're in full Fully asleep, you're deep asleep. uh, Your eyes do move back and forth. That's why they call it rapid eye movement. Um, Usually, that's when dreams happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's what REM sleep is. Uh, I want to share just a couple of tips of ways that we can get over sleep deprivation. the 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 really the only way there's really only one way, and that is to get a good (laughs) night's sleep. Say (laughs) (laughs) we got to get enough sleep, Um, but since that's not always the easiest thing to do, let me share just a couple of tips that can maybe help us get a better night's sleep. For starters. It's a good idea to take a look at your bedroom. If it's cool and dark and quiet, uh, if any of those things are out of line, it might be hard to get a good night's sleep. Do you are you a cool sleeper? Do you like to yes. sleep when it's warm? Yeah, I, I have
1: to have it cool. I think
0: most of us uh, prefer that it's cool, dark, and quiet. Of course, help as well. Uh, it's it's important. We talk a lot about being active and having exercise as a part of our lives, but exercising too late can sometimes. Make it hard for us to go to sleep. So that's
1: why I don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, hitting the gym
0: too late at night makes it hard to doze off. Sometimes, Uh, they say experts say that you might want to pass on the nightcap.
1: Oh, Um, you
0: know, pass on that alcoholic beverage. They they say having wine with dinner is probably fine, but if you want your body to, uh, excuse me, you do want your body to metabolize that alcohol, which takes about an hour Mm. per serving before you hit the hay. Sometimes that can lead to sleep deprivation, and then finally, limit your caffeine to the morning. And only the morning. They say that caffeine takes a full 24 hours to work fully out of your system. Really? So if you're drinking, you know, a caffeinated beverage, whether that's coffee or a Coca-Cola or whatever it is, after 2 p.m., it might seem like that's a long ways from bedtime, but it's probably affecting the way that you're sleeping. And then I said that was the last one. Let me just throw one more bonus one in there. And that is do your very best to try to stick to the same bedtime and waking time, which, again, not always easy to do. Yeah. But uh, if you can do that throughout the week, even on the weekends, you're going to find yourself having better quality of sleep, which is what it's all about.
1: Yes, that's what it's any, all about. Any of those things going to
0: help you tonight sleep a little bit better, Lil? Yeah, I'm going to stop the caffeinated drink after two. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know we're trying to make the world a better place one, <laughs> one one good night at a time. So that's right. Lil today's guest is a longtime athlete at the Huntsman World Senior Games. He's a Harvard MBA a very popular speaker, and also a best-selling author. We're very pleased to welcome Richard Iyer to the show. Richard, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. It's nice to be with you, and I almost (laughs) fell asleep during the early part of the show because I was so sleep-deprived.
0: It happens to the best of us, doesn't it? It happens to the best of us. Well, Richard, we're, we're excited to visit with you. You've been on the show before, and uh, looking forward to catching up on on how things are going with you. Now, I introduced you as a longtime athlete at the Huntsman World Senior Games. I know that that's been the case. How many years have you competed at the games?
1: Well, that's why I was glad to join you uh, today. You know, we've uh, I I first showed up down there. I'll tell you the quick story. We have some property in New Harmony, just up the road by uh, the Kolob Canyon, and okay, we would always be down there riding our horses in the fall and. One year, the year I turned 55, I just happened to hear about the senior games. So I drove on down the Black Cliff and got to St. George and entered. And um, I entered tennis and track and basketball. And we did pretty well in those. And I kind of got addicted. And believe it or not, (laughs) I have now, this this year when I show up at the games, will be my 21st consecutive year. Wow Richard that's amazing. I haven't missed I haven't missed a single year which is surprising to me because we travel a lot with have our a... book tours and our speaking and so on but for some lucky reason and partly our scheduling, we, we make it a point never be, to be gone that second week in October because we want to be right there in St. George.
0: Well, that is amazing, and I know you do have a busy schedule, and uh, thanks for sticking with us. And obviously you've seen a lot of changes and a lot of growth and a lot of different things at the Games, and, and that's awesome. We we uh, we love that our athletes do find that kind of a second home in the Games and a second family right. in a lot of yeah. cases, And I'm glad that you've been able to experience that in 21 years. Congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Well, and it becomes almost like a reunion. There are certain people, (laughs) the only time I see them is at the senior games, and I see them every year. So I don't think I'm unique in the fact that I pretty much go every year. I think a lot of people do that. I know, especially in the tennis tournament part of it, I run into the same people year after year. And um, it's kind of fun in tennis because – you know, we've been fortunate. We've won the gold medal the last three or four years in doubles, and I'd won it earlier in singles. But uh, a couple of guys came along that could beat me, and they'd beat me every year at the <laughs> final or the semifinal. And and uh, I'm just—it's kind of like a war of attrition. I'm going to just outlast <laughs> them. They're going to—they're going to quit playing or die, and I'm going to still be there, and then I'll be able to win the gold again. <laughs>
0: if you can't outplay them, outlast them, right? That's the way it works. Well, that's yeah, awesome. Uh, that is awesome. A lot of our, um, you, you mentioned a lot of our athletes, uh, uh, you know, just exhibit that high level of loyalty, and we're so grateful for that, and and not only just because they're a part of the Games, but because they become friends over the years, and uh, we love to interact right. with them. But we do have an, a, a program that we call the Endurance Program, and we award Athletes who have competed for 15 years at the games, a nice commemorative ring, and those who have competed. Yes, I for, got,
1: I got a watch. Yeah, here, for I 20 think, years. I 15th the, year. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, for your 20th year, you got the watch, and uh, you're working oh, your that way. Oh, watch. That's right. Working your way towards the next for, level. That's right. Yeah.
1: Pretty soon, I'll have jewelry for my whole body. What do I get? My <laughs> nose ring. I want my nose ring.
0: <laughs> we're look. We're We're looking at that's under consideration for 35 years. Uh, we haven't decided for sure, but. It's it's, it's on yeah, our list. there so. you go. Well, Richard, you, you mentioned one of the great things about the games uh, that, that has drawn you to the event, and that is that family reunion aspect. And so many people, you're definitely not alone. So many people feel that draw and that connection and the, the social part. Uh, of course, the competition is important, but that social part of interacting and finding friends, making new friends, uh, renewing and strengthening those old relationships Uh, that you've made over the years. That's a huge part of the Huntsman World Senior Games and one that you obviously enjoyed. Well,
1: and I'll say that uh, I'm just being real candid. When I first came down 21 years ago, I I chuckled a little bit at the name the Huntsman World Senior Games because it was a little more of a local event in those days. But nowadays... Yeah, I tell you what, the games has grown into its name because I do meet people from all over the world, and I find that especially true in the track events. I'll I'll just be a little personal. I used to I used to be able to win the triple jump every year with relative ease. Yeah. Partly because I'm a tall guy, I've got long legs, and I'm lucky enough that my knees are still good. So I could never win the broad jump, but I always win the triple jump. You know, because it gave me more. More steps, and I've got these long legs. Yeah, but then, you know, you'll remember this just a little while ago as the games expanded and got bigger and bigger. And I start getting to the track, and I, I see Jamaicans, and I see uh,
0: Barbados, a lot of
1: people from uh, Barbados and Tobago. And I'm telling you what, I want to see those guys' birth certificate because they can sure jump a long (laughs) way for their age.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: And so I've lo- I've loved seeing the games expand and and become really more more and more global. That's what makes it really fun. And when you go to the opening ceremony and you see all those flags, you realize this is a this is a world event. Yeah.
0: This year we will actually host our 81st nation at the Huntsman World Senior wow. Games. The Cayman That's Islands amazing. is brand new this year. So. So you know, like you said, when we started out, I think there were big dreams and big ambitions, and we've certainly, over the past three, almost three and a half decades, been able to grow into that uh, that name, and it's something that we just we're so excited to be a part of, and something we feel very strongly you know, you about. Sh-
1: you should be. You know, John John Morgan's a good friend of mine from so many years, and I yeah, used to John's our you. founder. Say, why, why don't you call? I say, John, why don't you just call the Huntsman Utah Games, and he said, No, no, <laughs> will you wait and see? We're going to grow this thing. Eighty one countries. That's awesome. You know, um with our writing and speaking, we like I said, we travel extensively and we've we've been to over a hundred countries and in our in our work and I think before long there'll be more people i can quit traveling and just go to the games and i'll see people from more <laughs> countries than i've traveled to
0: well we hope so we hope so let's transition to that just a little bit richard you you are a best selling author you've you've done a lot of speaking obviously all around the world as you just said uh, a lot of your books focus on families and relationships but also on uh, active aging and how to grandparent talk a little bit about uh, the 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 books that you think might speak the most as as a resource for athletes sure. at the Huntsman World Senior Games.
1: Well, you know what what a lot of authors do, and it's a natural thing. You 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 tend to write about the life phase or the experience that you're having uh, currently, right? I mean right. the best the best parenting books we've written, and including our bestsellers, were written while we were parenting. I mean, while we were in the thick of it, because you can write about it with a certain reality. And, you know, we, we continued to write those parenting books for a number of years. And then a few years back, I, Linda, my wife and I, we co-author books together and she looked at me and she said, you know, we're, we're too old to write about this. Now we, we need to write about what we're living and, and we are grandparents now and we love being grandparents and let's quit writing about parenting and start writing about grandparenting. And, And that's what we did. And, um, you know, we had written a lot of books on work-life balance and on people trying to succeed in business and in their careers and at the same time keep their lives balanced and do a good job with their families and their marriages and so on. And that part of it has evolved too where, you know, we'd written books called Life Planning and Life Balance and so on. And, And then we got to a stage where what we really wanted to write was we ended up calling it Life in Full, and it's basically a book about the autumn of life. We like to call it the autumn of life, not the winter. You right, right. We're, right not there. Ready, we're not ready to be in the winter yet, but we love the autumn. And um, so it's, it's basically, I'd probably list, in answer to your question, there's probably five books that would really be relevant to people who come to the games. And the first one would be, life in full because it's really about the whole sweep of life and how it changes as you become older and we we flip around a lot of metaphors you know like as you get older you hate to hear people say well he's over the hill well actually where would you rather be than over the hill think of yourself as a cyclist you finally crest (laughs) and now you can coast a little and you can go faster than ever because you're over the hill. So it's a. I love that. It's basically a book about making that autumn the real crescendo of your life. And then you mentioned the grandparenting books. We actually, we, Linda and I have always loved co authoring books. We were starting out to write a book on grandparenting. And the further into it we got, the more we realized we needed a book for grandparents, not in general, but one for grandpas and one for grandmas, because okay. they're very different roles. It probably won't surprise you, uh, you particularly, Lil, because you know this, that the the grandmothering book is a big, thick book with lots of <laughs> illustrations and even recipes. I was That's just going to say. <laughs> Cookies? And, <laughs> and my grandfathering book, is it's like bullet points. It's like a pamphlet, you know, because I know... <laughs> I know Grandpa's attention span is shorter, and, and you know they want a brief—they want a briefing rather than a book. So we had a lot of fun with those two, and um, then our latest one, probably the last one I'll mention, is a brand new book that we call "The Eight Myths of Marriage." we feel like we'd never written a book on marriage with all the books we'd done on family and parenting. We'd never done one on on marriage. And Our publisher kept saying, Hey, we want a book on marriage. And we're like, Well, we'll let you know when we figure it out. Once we figure it it out, we'll get
0: right on that.
1: (laughs) So we finally, uh, it was kind of fun, guys, because it it released right on the day of our 50th anniversary. Congratulations. The the, the preface to the book basically says, hey, it took us 50 years to figure it out. Let (laughs) us tell you what we learned and maybe you can figure it out a little sooner.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love it. Well, congratulations on 50 amazing and wonderful years of, of marriage as well. How how great is that?
1: That is awesome. Where can people find well, these books? Well, and the books? good news on that is that Linda, who's had a bad knee for years and hasn't been able to participate in the game, just got a knee replacement. Oh, good for oh. her. And she won't be ready this year, but by the games in 2020, we'll have another ire down there competing.
0: Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Very nice. Richard, where can people find these books?
1: You know, I'm going to give you a – what I usually say to that question is just find them in a bookstore find them on Amazon because they're in all the stores and they're on Amazon. But just I thought about this before our call today. Um, If your listeners want to go to a website called Familius.com, that's F-A-M-I-L-I-U-S, they will find that we have a special offer on there that you need an access code for. And the access code is going to be Huntsman Friend. That's just special for your listeners. And if they put in Huntsman Friend, that'll open a page where they can get any of our books for 40% off. That's our that's our price as authors. Wow. We get books for 40% off. We want to pass that along. Anyone that's going with the Senior Games is a friend of ours.
0: That's fantastic. Is it case-sensitive? Do they need to be all lowercase?
1: No, No, either one is okay. fine. Familius.com, and then you'll find an uh, an higher offer, but it takes that access code yeah. to get into it. You know what I'll do? Do you have a website with your show? I can send you a direct link.
0: We do, yes, we, you,
1: we do. Yes, we do. As soon as we hang up, I'll send you a link, and you can just put it right on. Thanks, Richard. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely do so that. Nice. What Thank a great you.
0: offer. Thank you so much um valuable valuable information great insights from Linda and Richard Eyer. uh some some incredible books that they've written uh sharing their life experience and i really love this concept that you've just talked about about the autumn of our lives yes. and you know we feel obviously so strongly about that as well and we love being a part of the autumn of people's lives what's some right. of the things let, let's let's move back to sports for just a second cuz i know that's been a big part of your life as well what's one of the things that you think sport has taught you, uh, throughout your, your life experience of competing as an athlete?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, and let me just lead into it with a, a comment, another comment on the autumn. I, as we talk, I'm, we, we live in Park City and I'm sitting here looking out at this Canyon mm-hmm. and this hillside and the Aspens just, just today, yesterday, I didn't notice it much. And just today they're, they're getting yellow and, just gorgeous, looking out at them, and I'm thinking that um, I've never met a person that didn't love the autumn the fall yeah. colors. You yeah, know, it's just it's just, and, and I and I actually feel sorry for people who you know I've, we've got a son that lives in Hawaii. It's hard to feel sorry for someone living in <laughs> Maui, but I but in a way I do because he doesn't experience changing seasons. And there is something about the renewal of the seasons that is that is really wonderful and. And, uh, you know, we we don't call it golden for nothing. I mean, I'm looking out right now at a golden landscape, and I think what we all have to understand is that, uh, and, and, you know, I don't mean to make this into a botany lesson, but they tell us that what we're seeing now is the real color of the leaves. You know, that's the chlorophyll and so on during the summer that makes them green, but their real color is what you see in the fall. And I think, in a way, that's how life is. You know, we go through... A lot of years, That spring and summer are wonderful. You know, they're productive times. We're raising our children. We're pursuing our careers, and it's great. But I think you reach your reality in the autumn. That's who you really are. That's who you've become all through your life. And what a beautiful
0: concept. Very nice. we,
1: we need to celebrate that more because we live in a country and a culture where a lot of people... Who are older feel like they're being put out to pasture, you know, which by the way, is another metaphor you can turn around. <laughs> believe me, I'm, I'm a horse guy and there's nothing, if you're a horse, there's nothing better than being put out to pasture. That's where you want to be.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know? And I, and I think that's how it is. But to your question on competing, um, I don't think competition is an end in itself. I mean, you know, you, you can, there, there's some bad aspects to competition, but but the good thing about it as a means to an end, it's competition that keeps you going and that fuels you. And, you know, if you want to test that on yourself, go out in the backyard and play catch with your daughter or your son for a while and then try to do the same thing but eliminate the balls where you're just going through the motions of throwing and catching. You're instantly tired. Yeah. And you don't have don't have endurance or it loses its fun. And the thing about competing is it, it it fuels you, you know, it causes you to do your best and to become better and better. Uh, final thought on that. I have a, I'm mainly at tennis is my, and there's a lot of sports you can play all your life. And what Huntsman games does, it shows you can play pro- probably any sport all your life. Right. Even bat, even basketball, which is a is thought of as a young man's sport. Tennis, though, is thought of as one you can go all your life. And so I, I, I wrote a book called Tennis and Life, which is a, a metaphor for life. And the thing that's interesting to me is uh, using that to comment on what we were just talking about. Someone said to me the other day, isn't it unfortunate that Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic all came along at the same time? Because... They compete with each other, right. so that each one like sixteen or twenty titles. If it had only been one of them, they might have, they won, have won sixty titles. Yeah, and I said, no, 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 you've got it totally wrong. I beg to differ. The reason that those three are the greatest of all time is each other. They have made they they have made each other better by the competition between the three of them,
0: and that's I, I what I think that, happens I,
1: with competition is you. You get better and better because you test yourself every day.
0: And that's sure. why the games
1: are great. Absolutely. You know? And if you and on the other hand, if you don't win, if you come home without a medal, that's not the point. The point is you competed and hopefully you did better. I ran into one guy, I'll just end with this. I ran into one guy who said last year to me, I didn't win any medals, but I, I beat myself in all three of the events I entered. And I said, You know, if you're getting a year older but actually doing better than when you were a young, one year younger, you're a big winner.
0: You've won already. That yeah. is perfect, and a perfect, a perfect, uh, you know, conclusion to this concept and this idea, Richard. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we've got to visit. But hopefully, we can have you back on the show another time.
1: Absolutely. Well, good luck to both of you and keep keep it going down there. Make it bigger and better every year.
0: That's our goal. And we look forward to seeing you here in just, yes, uh, just a, a, a couple it. of weeks. Thanks, Richard.
1: All right. You too. See you soon. Take care.
0: Take care. So Lil, yes. Registration is closed for the games, but yes, you can is. still get involved. Yes, you can still can. get involved. You can register as a volunteer. There's a lot of ways to volunteer at the games. All you got to do is visit seniorgames.net, click on volunteer. You can search by event, you can search by day, and there's uh, there's tons of opportunities to get involved. It takes about 3,000 volunteers to make the games happen. So check that out seniorgames.net. I also want to put in a very quick plug for our opening ceremonies. It takes place at Trailblazer Stadium at Dixie State University. It's on Tuesday, October 8th. The gates open at 6 p.m. and the show starts at 7. And it is an amazing show. For additional information, you can once again visit SeniorGames.net. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And, of course, you can always subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Lil, our inspirational thought for the day comes from Olympic and world champion Jordan Burroughs. He says, no victory can define me and no defeat can defile me. I am who I am when I enter the arena and I remain the same man when I exit. Nice. Until next Thursday, stay active.